0: Happy Fourth of July! I hope you're enjoying the day with your family. Public safety announcement, please, while you're lighting your fireworks, do not blow up your fingers or your face. Light them and then run away and watch from a safe distance. We don't have a live show for you tonight, but a great pre-record with General Chilton, Catholic astronaut, talking about the, the experience of going into space, and most of all the experience of family life. Enjoy it, and God bless you, and God bless America. Brothers and sisters, I love you. The Lord loves you. Thrilled to have you with us and thrilled to have General Chilton back, four-star general in the Air Force and an astronaut. And we'll be taking your questions today, I promise. Thanks for joining us. General Shelton, thank you so much for being back with Good me today. Good to be today. back with you, Chris. It's, thank it's you. really it's, always, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, we, we, we really dove in last time that you were with me uh, to, the, to the experience of being an astronaut, going to space, becoming weightless. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right? Look, look at look on the website. Look at YouTube. Check that one out if you missed it. Share it with all your friends. I want to I want to dive into to. What sets a person up for success? I mean, this is the iconic dream to to be an astronaut. You know, how many kids want to be an astronaut when they grow up? Uh, What sets you apart to do that? Uh, By the way, we're going to take your questions. Text 720 650 0100, 720 650 0100. Uh, So let's start there. Uh, I mean, and I I know you're a humble guy. more humble than I, uh, but what? <laughs> what? are uh, looking at in, in yourself. I mean, you, you can locate, you can, you can, uh, you can see things in you that set you up to succeed in, in really extraordinary ways.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I give all credit to my parents, actually, and mm. my teachers that I had. Um, my, I was so blessed to have Jim and Shirley Children to be
0: my parents. Praise God.
1: You know, and they've uh, they they taught me life. Things that were important to, you know, to life you know my father's one of his mantras you know if you get a job make sure when you leave that job it's better than when you showed up whatever the job is you know wow. and you know so the, the the idea of working hard made sense they, they valued education you know, my father was first generation to go to college and his family never wow. would have gone was, was it not for the GI bill after World wow. War two um, and you know, my mother had done a year of nursing school, which, you know, for a woman to be going to college in the 1940s, even for a year, was, mm. was you know, a little unusual in those days. So they really valued education. They valued hard work. Mm. Uh, one, uh, one thing, though, that they always said to me that I, I told my children is that they didn't care if I got straight A's, but they did care that I gave my best effort. How beautiful. And, you know, as so long as you could you know, hold your head up and say, I did my best, and, you know, you got a B or even a C or whatever you did your best. And that's what they emphasized to me. And so whenever I, as I went through life, whether it was school or I yeah. always did try to do my best, but also at work in the Air Force, or whatever, um, I just tried to be a contributor all the time and try to improve whatever job I was in and do the best I could.
0: That's a really hard thing to convey to a kid.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you have to, I think, you know, I lived it with my parents. Yeah, you know, That was their mantra.
0: You know? yeah, how, how do you convey that to your kids? Because I know there's, there's a fine line, yeah. and it, I mean, for me, it comes down to things like, do I praise my kid when they make the basket, or do I praise them just as loud when they tried really hard and dove for the ball and flew, fell in their yeah, face? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, I can remember one, mm-hmm. of our, one of our daughters, you know, she was like straight A's all the time. And, yeah. and I told her, I said, you know, I worry about the day you bring home a B. I worry mm. for you. You know, because wow. because I think you've, you're holding yourself to such a high mm. expectation. And really, what I value is not that you have straight A's or not, it's that you've done your best. And, yeah. if, and that day you bring home your first B, you know, y- you need to be satisfied with that because I know you will have, you, 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 this is one of our daughters, you never had to ask her to yep. do her homework. Yep. You know, she just s- totally self-motivated. And um, so, you know, that was a philosophy. And I think that, that wow. carried me through a lot of things it's in life.
0: Yeah, and obviously set you up for, for being a, a driven person at a really young age. i because to get into the Air Force Academy is is no small feat. I mean, you, you you're by eighth grade, you're yeah. you well, setting yourself up for that or not?
1: I, well, I'll tell you, Chris, I'm glad I'm not competing with the kids, the, the young people coming into the Air Force yeah. Academy
0: now. Yeah. I mean,
1: I we live in Colorado Springs. We host cadets at our home. We sponsor them. You can't believe how talented they are oh, I, I I couldn't compete, but you have to remember when I was applying it was during the Vietnam War, yeah. and so there weren't a lot of people real interested uh in, in ni- joining. 1972, okay, so yeah. <laughs> you know going off and joining the military voluntarily yeah. Yeah. you know the draft uh, was still going on at the time, yeah. and in fact, I remember I got my draft card, my freshman year at the Air Force Academy because I was seventeen when I went there, and in November, I turned eighteen, and I got a letter from the you know, selective service, and I needed to register for the draft. I thought you already got me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no thanks. So I turned it, I tore it up. So I'm I, technically, I guess, I'm a draft dodger.
0: Well, but that's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no. Speaking of the, at the Air Force Academy, I, I spoke there a couple times, mm-hmm. and it's the only talk before the talk where, where pe- people warn me, "Look, if they fall asleep, don't be offended." Yeah, no, they're exhausted. They just don't get to sleep.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, yeah. it's pretty rigorous. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and if, that's part of the training. You know, they, yeah. they want to teach you how to manage your time, yeah. and so they give you more things than you could possibly do in a day, yeah. and you have to prioritize. Yeah, and a, and that's life, too, right? Yeah. That's, that's life.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those, those, I'm hearing, a, a, you know, a, a core thing that h- helped set you up for success was not tying your self worth to your success. That you knew I'm going to give it my all, um, but whether or not I fail is, yeah, that's that's not who I am.
1: Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Right. You know, I mean, because y- you do want to be successful yeah. when you approach things that way. But yeah, and I, I think Colin Powell wrote about this in his book about, you know, don't tie your, self, your ego, to your, your job. Because yeah. it, particularly in the military, it, it's an up or out system. You get, if you don't get promoted, then you leave. You're asked yeah. to leave. And ultimately, everybody's asked to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I retired from the military, if they'd asked me, if they'd allowed me to stay on, I would have. But it got to a point where, that was time for me to go. Mm. And, and so um, it, it, it doesn't mean that you didn't want to continue that, but right. you, you have to be able to put that behind you and move on. Yeah. And I think that's another maybe gift I have is people ask me all the time, do you miss fill-in-the-blank? Yeah. Do you miss flying fighters? Do you miss flying in space? And, and I say, honestly, no. Wow. Uh, um, I'm always looking forward. I'm internally grateful for all mm. the for my career that I had. I mean it was just so great, but the only thing I really miss is when I had all four of my children at home and oh, they were brother. they were young and it was the you know the salad years where they think their dad hung the moon and oh yeah and you know the weekends were going to the zoo and that I, stuff. I, that's what I miss.
0: I want to I want to call that to, you know, to center stage for everybody watching right now. Guy went to outer space, the thing looking back over the years, that's the
1: yeah, family. Clinical
0: experience is hanging out with your kids.
1: Yep, family.
0: Yeah, we, we miss that, don't we? Yeah. But while it's happening, we don't realize how awesome it is. Right. I, I had, uh, Thanksgiving, we had all the kids and mm-hmm. the grand, I have two grandkids, praise the Lord. Well, so you're living it again. Uh, yeah, yeah that's it, great. right. And yeah. it's bringing it fresh to mind. I, I, yeah. I We had one day sitting around the house, this is the best day of my life. And then I thought, you you dummy, how many best days of your life did you not realize you had been having? Right. <laughs> you know? That's right, yeah. And Lord, give us the grace to be present to those days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how did your, what's the overlap of faith with those, with, with with the things that set you up for success? How did faith set you up for that?
1: Oh, I think it's, it, it, for me personally, it, it was also core. Mm. And um, and I, again, I, you have to begin with my parents at home and, and their value of the faith. Um, but also I had some just fantastic teachers along the way. And uh, that. Uh, made it I'll call one out right now, Wally Wade. Mm. You know, he was a young man who had just come out of Loyola University in Los Angeles. And while he was waiting to get into law school, he came to teach at St. Bernard High School, where I was. And he was, um, uh, he taught theology. And, uh, cause he'd studied that at Loyola, uh, you know, layman. And Beautiful. He, he was fabulous. And he had a huge impact on my life, as did, you know, Father Peter, uh, taught, taught me religion, Mr. Grammar. I can, I can go back, I can name every teacher I've had since kindergarten. Beautiful. And I, and I pray for them because of what they, what the gift they mm. gave me. And uh, I tried to invite them all to my space shuttle launches. Wow. And uh, those that I could what contact, not? you know, I, I would try to send them, to thank them. I mean, because that's, thank they, 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 that. they, that's why I was there, you know, because yeah. they cared about me and, wow. and taught me. But, but, That's court all that, you know, I didn't really answer the faith part. It's just, I've always had, I've, I've just never, I've never experimented with walking away from my faith. Mm. And, uh, you're um, blessed. Yeah, like I, but I think, you know, that was because of other people's influences and, yeah, and blessings from the Lord, too. I
0: think. Well, wow. yeah. praise the Lord. Uh, so I, I promise to let questions that come in sure. interrupt my, my flow. We'll get, we'll get back to that in a bit. Uh, this one is too good to turn down. What's in Area 51? And let me add to that. Do you believe in UFOs as an astronaut? Uh, no. No? <laughs> you don't believe in UFOs? Well, no let me tell you. There? So
1: I have a great colleague, uh, a yeah. friend, Mike Full, and uh, we came in together at, as at new astronauts, and he's a great astronaut. Yeah. And Mike, I thought, always gave the best answer. Because you'd always get this yeah. asked when you're doing public relations I'm stuff. I'm sure. And, and Mike said, well, he says, you know, the thought that there could possibly be other intelligent life in the universe that we might one day be able to communicate with Mm. is is totally exciting and interesting. Mm. He says, on the other hand, if all of this, all of this was just made for us,
0: Mm.
1: how cool is that? So there's no bad answer to <laughs> yeah, that question. Yeah, it's true. It's there's, true. There's no bad answer to that question. And, yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of agnostic on it. You know, yeah. you know God could do whatever he wanted. He right, may have, right. maybe there, there are other people out there. But if, we're, if it's just for us, oh, man, what a
0: gift. Yeah, what a truly. Gift. What, what an over-the-top, extravagant stage for God to have set yes. for us to meet him. Yeah. which is, would be fitting with love. Love goes over the top. It right. And, he, and he, didn't, he didn't
1: tell us how it all works <laughs> or, or what it all was. Yeah. He, he gave us a brain yeah. that allows not only, you know, free will, but intellect and, yeah. and allows us to discern these things as we, as the human race goes on. What yes. a great gift. Truly. Yeah.
0: Truly. Uh, speaking of discernment, got another question here. I know I'll never be an astronaut, but how do I discover the big thing I'm meant to do? And you know, I know, I, I know your path there wasn't like I want to be an astronaut, so that you know it was yeah. incremental. But how would you answer? Well, that I'm question?
1: still trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I think you know, one of my constant prayers is, please God, reveal Your will. What What do You want me to do? I want to, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I, it wasn't until I started reflecting back on my life that He, he actually did that. <laughs> you know, He opened doors for me and presented opportunities that weren't any part of a plan I had, mm. but led to different paths along my life that I chose to take, you know, and, and they weren't good or bad choices. I mean, I could have chosen other things too, and I'm sure I would have fulfilled his will for me. But, uh, you know, I, so I, I think he's always, he's always, we're praying these things, he's answering them, but we're not cognizant mm. of it at the time. Right. And only in reflection do I see it. Yeah. So I, so I, but I, to answer the question, I think, and again, I tell this to my children and to young people, we all have talents mm-hmm. that are unique, mm-hmm. and, and we know what we're good at and what we're not good at. Right. And if you pursue the things you're good at, um, you're probably gonna be happier than if you pursue the things you're not good at. And, you know, yeah. and so what am I good at? I've decided in, on reflection, I am eminently trainable. I, I can be trained to do just about anything. I'm not, partic- I'm not necessarily gonna be great at it, but I'm a good student. I'm a good listener and if you can explain it to me, I can do it. That's that's, that's my talent. You know, I'm not That's making
0: it into my next book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's profound.
1: You know, so you just got to you got to do a little introspection on what am I good at? Pursue that. And it turns out I was I was pretty good at flying. I, airplanes I, I I'm going to
0: quote that to, I'm going to quote you on that many times. I'm trainable, teachable. Boy, that sets you up for so much success. It does. It Humility gives you, sets up, you up for success. Mm-hmm. Did, did, Wow. What you shared um, when I I was first asking about what set you up for success and and, and what you just shared just now, you have this sense of self-worth that comes from deeper things than your achievements. Yes. Which also set you up to take risks because if you fail, you don't lose your very sense of identity. Um, I've worked with a lot of people who have been very successful, wildly successful, Mm -hmm. and I see a lot of mixed motives. Uh, and that's okay. The Lord uses those, mm-hmm. you know, with, like with the apostles, but right before the Last Supper, sure. they're arguing who's greatest yeah. uh, between us. Yeah. Their motives were mixed. It was about them and it was about God. It was also about them, yeah. but about God. Uh, and eventually they, they, you know, Lord, it's all for you. Yeah. Uh, what was the, did, did you have those mixed motives? Like I, I, there's a lot of people who's like, I, I need my dad's approval. I need to... I, I tie my worth to my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Was there one of those that particular experiences on this road to where you ended up uh, that you were, you were purified of, or, or could, could pinpoint and say that, I don't want that, we're gonna be intentional against that? Yeah,
1: are you talking about just a, a general choice, a life choice you have to make along the way, that is, uh, yeah. you mean good versus to, bad, to, or just to, to in own, general? To
0: own your own motives Yeah. Uh, as, you, as you became a, a general, like th- things yeah. you could look at it yourself, I, I, I struggle. With this myself, with looking, looking within and, and saying, okay, that, if, if I wanted to do this show, for instance, yeah. for the approval of people, uh, that becomes clear as I start doing it and succeeding at it and think, oh, that part, Lord, let's root that out of my soul and bring that to confession. Yeah. Uh, and then I become a truer leader. Yeah, you know, no. What, what, what were the things you had to root out to be that great leader?
1: Oh, um, well, I think ego. Uh, yeah. In spite of, you know, I, I think everybody. everybody we all has, have an ego. Everybody has ego. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I learned early on. Um, from a leadership perspective, I don't, I don't recall ever reading a book on leadership,
0: mm. but I'm
1: a huge student of leadership. Mm. And I observed how people mm. led. And, mm. and you learn a lot from bad leaders, sometimes more than you do from good mm. leaders. I was blessed to always serve under good leaders. But, I, but I, was, I, saw, I saw bad leadership, mm. and on occasion from others. And uh, so it was to say, well, how am I going to treat people? Mm. It's, it, it's for me. It's an easy answer, you know. They, when people ask, "What's what's your key to success as a leader?" as a leader, uh, which you know is what is valued in the military, which yeah. you know, enabled me to continue my career for so long, um, is I always say it's it's a golden rule.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, you you treat the people that work for you like you would want to be treated yourself, which doesn't mean you're always, you know, it's it's all hearts and flowers. Oh, sometimes, sometimes. People need a swift kick in the rear to yeah. get back online, and, and that's what you would want. I want I would that's want what honesty. you would want. You yeah. know, if you were starting to stray, and so yeah, it's, it's it was kind of that development of that approach to people, and mm-hmm. um, which again ties right back to our faith. Right? You know, yeah, How many people
0: did you have uh, under your uh, direction as a four-star general?
1: Uh, well, various jobs, but uh, about forty thousand at one point. You know, in various. <laughs> T- t- tentacles of the organization that were ultimately, you know, pulling in the same, working for my command.
0: Yeah, I get a little overwhelmed with two to three.
1: Well, you can only you can only lead about a dozen. It, okay. Coincidentally, that's what leadership books will tell you. and Coincidentally, that's what Christ did. Isn't right?
0: that beautiful?
1: Yeah, and because and those you can only you know be in close contact with about a dozen people and truly evaluate them and mentor them and motivate them, but then you want them to each. Do that for another dozen, and each of them to do that for another dozen. And if you set the tone right at the top, um, and that flows down through the organization, man, magical things can happen mm. in, in any organization.
0: Well, what, what qualities would you look for in those dozen that that you, as a great leader, be raising up? Well,
1: for one thing, I wanted
0: their ideas,
1: and I wanted, I, you know, I wanted them to bring to me things that I don't to fill in the gaps in my knowledge, mm. and we and. And I, I remember coming into an organization once where
0: there's that humility thing again.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you, if you think you can do it on on your own, right. y- you're going to fail. I think yeah. we need each other, mm-hmm. and you know, just because someone is subordinate to you rank-wise, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're not smarter than you. Yes, <laughs> and or, or more have different experiences to you than you that they can bring to the table. And so I wanted uh, what I valued more most was honesty from the people that worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know. When the, if the emperor doesn't have clothes on, please tell me. <laughs> yes. you know, don't don't, don't yeah. send me down the parade. You know, yeah. believing that uh, you know I've got this figured out when I don't. And uh, you know, it, it was all about building a team that was greater than the sum of the parts.
0: Would be vulnerable. Would be honest. That's, be that's honest. Yeah. That's hard honest. in a work setting. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to
1: them to work hard. You know. And yeah. I, you know, I wanted them to have the same ethos I had. Um, that my father had, had raised in me, that you know, you, you work hard, yeah. that's what's important, get the, you know, make the organization better. Make yep. it, it's better when you left than when you arrived because of your efforts, it, no matter how small they are. Yeah. And, I, and I wanted everybody in the organization. I didn't care if you were the janitor working in the building mm. or you were the top scientist on the staff or engineer or whatever. Everybody, want, I wanted them all to feel like that we could not get the job done
0: without them. Mm. God, God's made us interdependent I mean, and he and, could do everything perfectly in the blink of an eye. He chose to need us and all our fumbling yep. to build his kingdom. Uh, it's taken me, I love hearing you say this, because it's taken me a long time as a leader, way less than 40,000, but, but well as a leader in the church in my own way, yeah. to be very comfortable uh, admitting all the gaps in my spirit, mm-hmm. in my intelligence, in my, in, my, uh, in my approach to leadership and to say, look, I'm, I stink at these 15 things, but that's why I have you. Yeah, I mean that, <laughs> yeah. it's right. only a weakness if I feel like I have to pretend I'm good at everything that I'm not good at. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a stellar example you are in that.
1: I yeah. think one of the biggest mistakes you, a person can make is, uh, is to know that they're the smartest person in the room, mm. which is fine. Mm. You can know that, but to act like you are is not a good idea <laughs> no. because no one will, no one will contribute. Yeah. And you're surprised, oftentimes, even though you may be the smartest person on the subject, to find that this orthogonal approach that someone else brings up that you've never thought of it that mm. way. And you're, yeah. better,
0: you're better for it. Yeah, amen. You're better for Another it. Another great question. Favorite space movie or TV show? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so this may shock some people,
1: but look, I've talked about how I kind of wandered into becoming an astronaut. Uh, I was not a Star Trek. I was not a Trekkie. You were not a Trekkie? No. All, right. so, all right. But, you know, I think when Star Wars first came out, that was, that okay. was a, a classic, you yep. know, that really, special effects wise and everything, although none of it's like that. There is no sound in space. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you can't maneuver like the Starfighters maneuver in that. That's, yeah. that's all fantasy. But it was still a cool story,
0: right? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I, I, what I really do enjoy, though, are, you know, the Apollo 13 movie. So oh, I, I like, fantastic. you know, I like about yeah. real things that happened, yeah. and the drama that. That movie was so well done, even though I knew how it ended, right? Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, that, that's a good test yeah. of, a, of a movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: what what kind of things as a as a leader of forty thousand, and then uh, and then when you're leading way less people, but have the responsibility of a of a space mission? Yeah. Um, what kind of things would keep you up at night, and how did you cope with the with the stress?
1: Oh well, yeah, I was. <laughs> At one of my jobs where I you know, was in charge of a lot of different things, I would get that question from a reporter, so what keeps you awake at night? Yeah. You know, and we, at, I think at that time I was in charge, well I was, I was in charge of all our nuclear weapons and the deterrence force and mm-hmm. uh, and space and cyber for the Department of Defense. Now, what keeps you awake at night? I'd say, well, honestly, I have four teenage daughters. <laughs> and, and that, that is, for me, You know, worrying about them is yeah. what keeps me awake oh, yeah. at night yeah. because, yeah. In the jobs that I had, yeah. I was surrounded by such great people. Now, it doesn't mean there weren't tense moments mm. and things, but if, you, you know, if, you, if you're successful in building this team that you trust, mm. which I think is the coin of the realm of any team, mm. uh, and leader-follower mm. uh, relationship is trust. If you can build that in your organization, you can let a lot of things go because mm. you, you know that they're going to take care of the problem for you or for the organization. And you don't have to solve every problem. Mm. You, you, just gotta, you just gotta tee them up for success and enable them to put their talents to work. Mm. That's what leaders do. Yeah. You know, they, they enable the team to excel. Because it's not about one person. Mm. It's not about the leader, it's about the team.
0: Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love your focus on, well you keep first things first, focus on the people and trusting mm-hmm. them, and then beautiful things happen. What keeps you up at night? Your daughters. Focus on, on the kids. What kind of work do you do on yourself to keep that focus in the right place? Because I, I could, man, I could get distracted preparing for a show and be a jerk to my family. Oh, yeah. you, you have a time yeah. in your life where, hey, next week dad is going to be leaving the planet. And yet have dinner with the family and be truly present to them. Maybe, yeah. Did this come naturally to you, or no? You know,
1: maybe, but uh, you know, we used to talk about this in the Air Force. It was called compartmentalization. Mm. So, where you you're getting ready to take off, you're flying fighters, you know, and it's a it, it's training mission, but it's still really intense, and a lot of fun too. But you know, you're, you're at the end of the runway, and you know, you cannot waste. A single cell of your brain mm. thinking about the bill that you can't pay at home, or the sick child, mm. or you know the problem a child's having at school, or, or the relationship with you and your spouse maybe a little rocky at the time. You, you that cannot be in your on your mm. mind at that moment. For the next hour and a half on this flight, you've got to be totally focused on that. So we call that wow. compartmentalizing, and I think you know I carried that with me through life. You know for wow. certain certain periods but at the same time you know you're never perfect I certainly wasn't of 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 then shifting that compartment back to the family
0: and but you would try to and be being intentional totally about
1: that. Being, being totally present as you say yeah uh, because because there's just there's things itching at you mm. you know from work or whatever
0: no sometimes when I'm when I'm heading the house I'll literally say out loud to myself so my voice tells my brain hey Chris it's game time yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah now, now is the time when you bring your A game, yeah, just like you did before at yeah. work, yeah. Uh,
1: but it that can also can create some tension too, because yeah. you know your spouse wants to know, well, how was your day at work, and you don't want to talk about it, yeah. <laughs> but but they're truly curious, yeah. you know, and you, no, you don't want you, you want to compartmentalize that away and, oh, yeah. and be present. Oh yeah. So there's a balance there that I think we all struggle with as husbands, fathers, um, wives. And, what
0: what you know, you, you've spouses. seen a lot of people succeed, you've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. burn out. Um, You've seen a lot of people who have who have great dreams mm-hmm. in, in military, or be astronauts, and then people who actually succeed at it. What, what sets the two apart? The the people who who burn out versus the people who stick with something and drive it through to completion.
1: Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I know exactly. And we always talked about balance in in the military about mm. trying to balance. You know, you, you got to stay in physical condition. You got to stay in good mental condition. You got to get the mission done. Mm. You know, so. Uh, and you got to keep continually educating yourself. You know, so you know, I, I talk. I would talk about mind, body, and spirit. Mm. You got to take care of those three things. And you know, you know, we couldn't proselytize in the military, and I, I think that's appropriately so. Right. You know, I don't care if you're Jewish or Catholic or Muslim. It didn't yep. matter to me. Yep. You know, and or an atheist. What, but but whatever. However, you take care of your spirit, mm. you need to do that to be effective for the team. Mm. Same with your your mind and, and your and your body. But there was a fourth one, too, and that was your but family. self-care
0: is not just, you know, uh, it's not just empty talk. I mean, this is absolutely necessary. Yeah. to keep yeah. that interior yeah. balance going.
1: Yeah, and the fourth thing is your family. And, you know, the, the question always is, how do you balance work and family? And, you know, I used to think I was pretty good at it, and, and a friend of mine pointed out to me you know, that we were, we were talking about leadership, talking about this, this subject at Notre Dame one day, and he's a great friend and uh, a, a corporate leader in America. And, uh, and they asked me the question, I gave us, you know, uh, you, you know, gotta keep set priorities and stuff, and he, he looked him dead in the eye and says, you can't, you'll never be in balance. Mm. Mm. You'll never be in balance. But what's important is you keep working to be in balance. Mm. And, well. and so it, if you stop working to be in balance, I think you can lead to a burnout because you'll just come overly focused on, mm. maybe on, on the job yeah. and neglect the
0: other thing. A tightrope walker's got a, got a thousand little adjustments they're making as they go up.
1: All along, yeah. yeah. And, and the, now they have to be totally in
0: balance all the time. But oh, I yeah. know
1: me personally, yeah. I was never totally. So when I was with my family, uh, and you know, I talk about this with the kids now, and they, 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 they actually make me feel really good now. They said, you know, Dad, you were gone a lot. But when you were with us, you,
0: you were, were with us, us. Praise and, God. and
1: we we recognized
0: that. Praise God. Yeah. And they they didn't think well, space was more important than me no. or my game.
1: No, I go to the other uh, side. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, shone, it's about showing up when you can.
0: Yeah. Now sometimes you step back, you see the big picture of life, and you come back to the particular, and it doesn't draw you away from the particular that you have that big picture in mind. It mm-hmm. it helps you dive into it more. Yeah. More deliberately. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how did stepping back from the planet and coming back? Than to changing dirty diapers. (laughs) 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 How did being an astronaut and having the extraordinary experiences you had make you better at at, at daily life, a better man, a better husband, a better father?
1: Well, who made how to change you? Who made me a better makes still makes me a better man, a husband, and father is my wife, Mm. Kathy. Mm. She's amazing, and uh, she always kept me grounded. We met at test pilot school, so we were classmates. Wow. Wow. And there was 25 students. She was <laughs> That's the only still
0: a couple right she there. She was the boy. only
1: woman in the class, and uh, 20 24 guys and her. And oh, by the way, she was only the second woman in the history of the Air Force uniform to uh, graduate from Test Pilot School. And her predecessor wow. uh, had graduated 10 years before her. So it was the the glass ceiling that had been broken had reformed when she came in. Wow. And but good for know, her. She totally disarmed us all and was just so you know, graduated number one in the class. I mean, she was just really good. And just a happy person. But she, unlike a lot of the spouses, because of her technical background, because of her flight test background, you know, flying in the backseat of fighters and stuff and running test missions that uh, we did together often, uh, she totally appreciated what I was doing when I was an astronaut and mm. when I was a test pilot. She understood wow. the technical risks, technically. And, and yet uh, mm. she, she never once asked me to not do what I, love doing. Mm. And at the same time though, she she would uh, she would ground me if she thought I was
0: getting a little too uh, oh, yeah.
1: big for my britches. Which it is happens great. to all of us, right? The great. ego yeah. is always there. Yeah.
0: There's the sense of self that gets expanded.
1: Yeah I mean so so my first flight, we we uh I'd been part of the test team that was testing the drag chute for the shuttle. The first missions didn't have a drag chute. But well, after Challenger we developed this drag chute and this yeah. was Endeavors made in flight and we were gonna deploy the drag chute for the first time and I was going to be a guy pushing the button, I mean, <laughs> two buttons, you know, like, <laughs> right after landing. Like George the, Jetson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Right. And then, Kathy, you know, I've been talking about how we've been preparing for this. So we land at Edwards Air Force Base in California after our seven-day mission. I um, walk up to my wife. She's she's there holding our, let's uh, see, Mary-Kate was four-month-old baby in her arm, our second, second daughter. And I walk up to her. And, you know, I'm expecting this big greeting. Welcome back from space. Oh, You're so great. I love, you know, she says, that was the puniest drag chute I've ever seen. (laughs) That was one of the first words out of her mouth. And I go, okay, I'm back to planet Earth
0: now. (laughs) Thank you, dear. Literally literally back to Earth. (laughs) She was expecting this giant, you
1: know, parachute. It's pretty good size, you know, but it wasn't big enough to suit her.
0: That's awesome. So,
1: yeah, so she really kept me grounded.
0: I'm I'm so grateful for your witness of life and for all the wisdom you just shared. I'm sad we don't have another hour together. Uh, But really what you drove home for me, a big takeaway, I'm I'm a big fan of the saints. And I've often thought Mm -hmm. about the fact that it's the little things that make the saints who they are. John Paul II had many days where he's sitting at a desk and signing pieces of paper. Sure. And in fact, most of human life is that way. Yeah. Yeah. You watch the Avengers, there's one one of the great Avengers where at the end they're sitting at a diner, like not knowing what to say to each other. Like, we just saved the universe and right, just- Yeah, now what? Can pass the fries. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but it's about it's about finding the, the humility and focus to be in that moment where mm-hmm. God is. And then he leads us step by step. Um, yeah, thanks for that wisdom. Uh, yeah, oh, hanging around with people like you makes me better, man. That's why I do this show. Thanks Chris. Uh, thank you guys. And I hope it makes you a better person and brings you closer to the Lord too. Love you. We will see you next week. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.